It's Backdoor Cut! Back for another week. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here as always with new haircut boys, Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Hey, pandemic's over. Time to cut the hair, shake the face. <laughs> I'm, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the next lockdown, so I have another reason <laughs> to go back on the peroxide bottle again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all grown out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well done. Uh, anyway, fellas, uh, I should clarify for any listeners tuning in right now that may hear noise behind us. It's currently flooding throughout New South <laughs> Wales and raining very, very heavily in Sydney. So if you're hearing anything in the background, there's very likely rain and there's not a lot we can do to get rid of it. So we apologize. Yeah, well, look, they might fall asleep. There's a nice, soothing rain pitter-patter in the background <laughs> to our voices at the same yeah. time. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, hopefully, uh, I've got a somewhat tin roof. That might translate through the recording. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. No, surely the pool table drowns, drowns all yeah. that out, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm in the cave. I'm going to stay bone dry, but my roof is not going to be so lucky. Anyway, we might as well kick straight into our only and my favorite segment <laughs> on Backdoor Cut, the Rose Gold Moment of the Week, where after today's performance, we kind of have to give it to... A previous honourable mention, this may be his first mm. full Rose Gold award this season, but it has to go to Josh Green, who has mm-hmm. stepped it up for Dallas. Jason Kidd has must have been feeding sweet nothings into this guy's ear because all of a sudden he looks like a serious asset. Is it a case of he's just playing like a G now? Darius, uh, Carlisle didn't know what to do with him. He's strong. He defended Donovan Mitchell incredibly well. What's mm. the go, fellas? Mate, yeah. If you go go find the tweet, I've retweeted it. Uh, Jackson Frank tweeted it. It's Josh Green playing defense on Donovan Mitchell, and it's just a full shot clock of him basically shutting down the entire possession. Donovan Mitchell switching on to Royce O'Neal, onto Gobert, help defender onto Clarkson. It's really impressive. He he's a he's a reason, part of the reason why the Mavs defense has been much improved. Obviously, not the only reason because he's only playing up to up to eighteen minutes a game over the past um, fifteen games, which is what we like to see. But yeah, I think uh, Carlisle didn't know it was sitting right under his nose. Well, it's a running theme, isn't it, Carlisle? being too hesitant to play young players, rookies, sophomores, and then they end up flourishing elsewhere. In this case, obviously, Carlisle's elsewhere. Josh Green's flourishing, still in Dallas. Beatty, mm-hmm. you, you keep an eye on Luca. What do you reckon? I I mean, yeah, I, I, putting my, my Aussie hoops hat on, it's it's great for Josh Green. I I was worried <laughs> after the first year, and we, you touched on it with the Carlisle stuff, and he just didn't really get much opportunity I, I think Kidd has obviously come in and, and their defense this year has been really good they're, they're a top five defense in the league it's 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 pretty crazy considering you look at their roster and uh, you don't necessarily pick out or any of these guys individually as, as super plus defenders but for whatever reason kid has got them going well at that end of the floor and they're able to stay in the games and and Josh Green's definitely playing his role off the bench for them he's 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 athletic and, and he's got that, that length to be able to guard 
sort of the the, the best sort of ball handler on the other team and, and, and take pressure off Luca and take pressure off the other guys there. Hopefully the offense can come along a little bit. I think he's kind of in the same tier as Tybal a little bit where offensively he's not really bringing too much at this point in his career, but I don't know. I think what he's doing right now, he, he could have been doing from, from day dot in the NBA and that's playing a role at the bench and, and, and playing good defense. Yeah. I think I think offensively it's just it's just a opportunity thing. I, don't, I just don't think he really has the chance to show too much, which is fine. I'm not sure there's that much there yet, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like he's going to get shots in transition. He's going to run the floor. That's probably at the moment. That's probably where he's going to get his points. And then it's yeah. Hopefully that three ball can come along because he's going to get looks. Any team that you're playing on with Luca, like you're going to get good looks. So hopefully that can come along. Yeah, it's prototypical. 3 and D guy, like he's going to be a good player on a good team or can be a good player on a good team, on a playoff contender and a championship contender. Fits the profile. I didn't realize until today when I was watching the game and the broadcast said he's got a 6 foot 10 wingspan. That's yeah. That's perfect at the at the wing spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you would even do a little say, bit of everything. You would even say like if he if this defense wasn't a mirage and that that's legit and that three-point shot comes along to the point that it's reliable and he can hit his open jumpers and all that kind of stuff. Is he not like the prototypical built-in-a-lab 3-and-D guy? Yeah. He's Mikael Bridges' light right now. He just needs to... Or heavy. <laughs> just needs to get the... Yeah. No, he needs to get the shot to come along. Well, That's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah, because like yeah. Yeah, if, he, if he... Yeah, you know. Shockingly, if he turns into a 40% three-point shooter, he's going to be better. Oh, um, he's going to get paid, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah. going to make $90 million. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're Josh Green, you that's that's what your off season is. You're you're getting together with the shot coach. Who's the guy who fixed his jumper this year? Lonzo. Get whoever mm, whoever taught Lonzo how to guy. shoot. Get that guy and just shoot a thousand. Or whoever taught Grant Williams to shoot this year, find that guy <laughs> and shoot a thousand three pointers a day, and you're going to be making a hundred million once your contract starts. I think you um, made a good point before we started recording too, Josh, in that it, 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 the future is is bright for the mm. Clippers. If mm. if you've got Tybal on one wing and and you've got Josh Green on the other, and certainly defensively, it's 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 good. It's, it's, it's and Ben times. Simmons, hopefully, Mate. and then Ben. If we can get Ben to suit up, then yeah, absolutely. Blue sky, Simmons, Tybal, Josh Green, and then Giddy. Oh not man, an, not an incredible defender yet, but he's eighteen bloody years old. He's six foot eight. He's got the oh, he's, wing. Yeah, he's Man, fine, bro. Yeah. These he's guys tough might, too. These guys could put together a pretty fearsome FIBA defense. Um, that's really exciting. FIBA, especially being that you can kind of bump them a little bit yep. more than usual. We just we really got to get our shooting down because, like, as fearsome yeah. as Tybal and Josh Green would <laughs> oh, be shit. defensively, the flip side of that is like we're not going to get a bucket. <laughs> it's no, going to be bricks. But Ben Ben's been sh- been practicing with Carl Korver, so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, you might. We might still need Joe Ingles on one knee and thirty-five-year-old Patty by that point. Oh, we're definitely going to need. Yeah, yeah. We, need, we need Patty Mills. Don't worry about yeah. that. Going to definitely. Yeah, Patty. But that's the look at that. You got screens. Patty's coming in. Bell, Patty doesn't have to play defense. Just nah, cardio six back on the other end. Yeah, he can, just, nuts, he can just wander around, and then these boys got it on lock. Patty can drop forty. In any medal match, he's 100%. We, we, might, yeah. we might need to change the name of this segment after Paris 2024. Oh, and, mate, just, I will red, readily do so. Oh, yeah. I'll allow it. Fuck, Rose Gold has a nice ring to it there. 
It's better. We'll be honest. But anyway, rose gold moment of the week. Josh, quickly, Graham. just a, a commiseration one. Well, a bit of a shit yeah. go one. So Nathan Sobey, who was on that that oh, team, yeah, lost it. So someone broke into his house and stole his bronze no. medal. No, yeah, yeah. So that's a shit go. Hopefully I they saw, can recover it somewhere. But yeah, I think I saw the Boomers Instagram page and the NBA. Oh, every, everyone's been Instagram sharing, yeah, page yeah. has been like, if you know anything, please report to the authorities immediately. We want who steals his rose gold? Yeah, because yeah. who's pawning that? You, that? you can't go to yeah, you yeah, can't go you to can't. a pawn shop and give an, an Olympic know, bronze think, medal. I think I read something that even if they the, the medal itself is worth like two dollars or something, if they melted it down, it's, like, right, so it's not worth it's not worth the effort. No, 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 like no. It's, yeah, yeah, but bizarre. Yeah, yeah, because and if you're a ho- hoops fan, that's the only person that'd be willing to buy it in the first place. But they're yeah. not going to. You're not going to buy, buy it because it's, yeah. Or stolen. they are going to give it back. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I'll buy it. I'll catch up with Sabi. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep my eyes out. Well, I'll all my, right. Please, like, to the listeners, if you know anything, yeah. if, if you took the, the rose gold medal, please return it. We want to. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pop down to Cash Converters in Marubra, see if it's, <laughs> see if it's on the shelves. Could be. Anyway, rose gold. Now, we just briefly touched on Tybal a favorite of ours. So <laughs> segue into the Philadelphia 76ers who have just started James Harden playing with Embiid and the rest of the guys. And it looks pretty deadly, fellas. I think we have a, another example of fat suit Harden forcing Unbelievable. I did try and say it. Yeah, you did. You were definitely the most, like, I think he's basically just pretending. And... <laughs> He got he got me hook line and sinker. Yeah, really <laughs> Fuck, he got me too. Yeah. Holy uh, shit! It sucks. I'm I'm annoyed. He, he's that's bad, man. Like the fact that this guy, like, is so good at it, and then moves to another team and just like flicks the switch. I'm on now, bro. I'm done like twice. He's done it twice in two years. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. We we sat here and I think we you know, we ran through a bunch of players that we'd rather have over James Harden. <laughs> And I think I think we had Grant Williams, we had we had Maxi, we had, had Patty Mills, all these guys, you know. Aaron Neesmith is like, Aaron, uh, Aaron uh, was like, oh, that's the that's the Mendoza line <laughs> right there. But yeah, man, look, the honeymoon phase. Is there a, is there a person you want to go on a honeymoon with more than James Harden? No way. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go to the strip club on your own honeymoon, yeah. then, then maybe. That's Damn the right. Guy, but Damn right. I so mean, it's, a, it's a two game sample size right now. Two game on, sample size. They're on again tomorrow, I think. The, yes. the, eye, yeah. the eye test. Yeah, I know. Two games against the Knicks. But. Two games, but the, the eye test is saying that they look like they're having lots and lots of fun together. Of course they're having fun. Yeah, the yeah. eye test is awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, they're having, they're having fun shooting free throws. Then. That's what I've noticed. Right, that, if that's what wins. Like, Embiid oh, was saying... Uh. I, I know, I know. But Embiid was saying after that first game, I've never been more open in a basketball game in my entire life. That's a pretty <laughs> ringing endorsement. This is. I didn't see it as an endorsement. I just saw it as shots at Ben. And yeah. that, that part of it, that, that annoys me a little bit about Embiid. And it's just me now being petty as well. But like... Yeah, but like, come dude, on. What, like, why don't you just look forward to the future with Harden? Oh, come on. Why are you going to keep looking but, back? What if it, it, it might not have been shots to Ben? Like, he ben might have just been shots. Definitely shots to Ben. Of course it's ben shots been, to Ben. Ben's been taking shots for a fucking eight months now. 
Like, come on. That's what I mean. So why why do you got to keep sticking the boot in at this point? No, because point? Like, I, Embiid didn't take a single shot until Ben was gone. Ben was like, you know, oh, I didn't make fun of. I guess maybe the post game comments. In yeah, the, that's pretty. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal. Like, I feel. Uh, anyway, like. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah. I mean, we talked about it. I think last week when the trade first went down, and or when it, whenever it was, and I mean, pick and roll, man. That's that's probably the best duo in the league. Easy, up. easy. Like, Not even. I, close. I, I don't think you can come up with a better pairing. Like it's it, and it's if this is the if Harden can continue to be good, like it's it's probably the best one-two punch in the league. Full stop. Like you've got the best crazy. pick and roll ball handler in the league and the best pick and roll screener finisher in the league the the scary thing with Embiid as well is like he's not he's never really played it because of Ben like they've never really played any pick and roll in Philly until now and you can't say he's the best pick and roll finisher because I think he's now run his first 12 pick and rolls in his in his life maybe so but find me someone that does it better than that come on come on come on no, I, I agree with you, Josh. Like it's he's I, not he's, he's not he's not he, he's not he's not catching lobs and stuff. He's just like but he can like, like he can do whatever he can. Yeah, he literally and pick and pop as well. Like it's, the, it's so just, yeah, that's it's, that's the deadly bit. They're getting it. They're getting it to him on that short roll, like yeah. in that mid mid range area, and then he's just giving you either just he can just make that shot easily, or he's hitting you with the pump fake, and then just dunking on you, or you have to foul him. So yeah, it's it's unstoppable. After two games, um, but it's also they've played the T Wolves on a back to back, and Towns just cannot play against Embiid. It just it's in his head now, and the Knicks are just a fucking dumpster. I, fire. Like, I, I'm I don't want to, you know. Of course, yes, we need to see more. The Knicks and the Timberwolves aren't ringing endorsements for all this, but I don't know, man. <laughs> like what they've shown so far, it's. I can't think of the team that maybe the Celtics, honestly, because the Celtics have yes. Al Horford and Wings, and outside of that, I can't think of anyone that's built to stop this. It's the Heat and the Celtics, um, and a box with Brook Lopez. I mean, that's going to be probably our, our next topic with the East, but yeah, yeah of, there's no question that they're going to be really hard to stop. But I just don't think they're going to be able to answer the questions that I personally have about. And, uh, more harder than Embiid in the playoffs. Well, it, I, I'm now for years now. I reckon I can piece together three or four different playoff rants of why James Harden sucks and all this that I personally have said on this podcast. <laughs> but I'll also say he's only ever done the playoffs in the West. This Eastern playoffs is a very different proposition. LeBron used to. Crawl his way to the finals from yeah, the but East. this is not the this is not the same East that it was five years ago. It isn't. It isn't like no, it's definitely it, not. It's, it's not like to be clear, it's not. It's definitely much better now than it was then. Deeper, more you know, even from top to eighth and all that kind of stuff. But I, there's Embiid and James Harden, and this is not even mentioning like the supporting players on this team. It's I don't I don't know like. The, honestly, the only thing I can think of is Al Horford. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, the Celtics defend Joel Embiid better than anyone else in the league. Now they got um, James Harden to contend with. Yeah, but who who defends James Harden better than anyone else in the league? 
Marcus Jason Smart. Jason Tatum. Oh, Marcus Smart. Oh, Jason Tatum. Done. I mean, he might be second. Um, <laughs> I, I do, I do like that matchup. I think that'll be awesome. No, there's, there's no question that the the Sixers are better now <laughs> that they've traded essentially Seth Curry for James Harden because Ben was just not part of this team, right? And they were already really fucking good. Mm. And now Seth Curry is really good. And I actually thought that they would feel that more because of the chemistry that Harden and Seth had. But it just, it's, we said it as soon as we started this conversation, Harden, the fat suit, tanked his fucking value. He was an MVP candidate for three months of the season last year. And the first two games with the Philly, he's looked exactly like that guy again. He looks fucking ripped. It is. It is bizarre. I, I would like. To, I'd like to have a look at when the last game he played between the Nets and here, because I am almost positive that once he he knew, once everybody knew that it was happening, that he just went bang in the gym. We're on the elliptical. We're going full boot camp mode, and I and and this is what we're getting is boot camp mode, James Harden. It's probably, probably, but like that's to me, we were talking a few weeks ago about like dangerous precedents with players forcing their way to other teams through this way or that way. And this is pretty ugly, man. Like the fact that you can pretend so you tank your value and then all of a sudden start trying once you get to the new team and look ripped and go to boot camp mode. And it's just like, you just got paid $50 million at your last team to do this. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it, but like I can see him. I can see him winning the title. So, but the thing is, he wouldn't have been able to do this if it wasn't for Ben. No, it's true. There needed needed to be a vehicle to to make the move. And if Ben, we would have been having a normal season. With the Sixers, probably aren't making this move. Maybe they are still. It's props to to Maury, I suppose, that he he held on as long as he could, and obviously got his guy. and, And I mean, I guess he had faith that. Harden would still be a top level sort of elite contributor and, and so far so good, right? Do you reckon yeah, he I knew was, something yeah. that other people didn't know? Uh, maybe. I, maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, they worked together so many years in Houston. Like, They obviously had a pretty established relationship. I think, if anything, it's just more surprising how quickly it soured in Brooklyn, right? And obviously yeah. he didn't want to be in that situation anymore. Was, what were the factors behind that? Because that was... On paper, that that had potential to be just as good, and it rhymes. It's... It rhymes with Lyra. Yeah, your guy. Yeah, I suppose. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Um, but yeah, no, I fuck. I was wrong on on Maury. I was. I would. I was like, give me the the CJ Larry Nance plus stuff package over the James Harden package. Yeah, because you get to keep your picks and you get to keep your Seth Curry as well. But if you're going to get this version of James Harden, it's obviously that's the option. It, it, it will be short term. Like, <clears throat> James Harden's getting older. It's not, but he's is not he getting older? Oh, like, no. Dude, it's fine. They, they might win a championship this year. He's going to sign an extension there. The, their window is the next couple of years straight up. So, What if, like, he, if, what if no they issue. don't win a title? Because did you see, or you would have seen, that he, yeah. he missed the deadline to submit yeah. his paperwork. That sounds like nonsense. I just want to put up in the air very clearly. Man, this whole thing is nonsense. So if they don't win a ring, 
does he just like, oh, I know I said I'd commit, but lol, I'm going to test free oh, agency he's a, now. He's a free agent after yeah, this yeah. season. I know. Legally, he is. So I, they have yeah, a gentleman's but, agreement. I just don't see any other situation. What, what well, other situation? Yeah. Like it's not. There's yeah. There's no not, cap space out there. I remember I had this up last week. Like there's no team that has um, cap space that's that he's going to want to go to. Um, you but, very well can make the argument that Embiid is the best player he's ever, the best teammate he's ever had. Like, oh, yeah, I think for sure. Like, or, Kate, yeah. or Kevin Durant. Come on. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, but this is. I mean, Durant. I guess obviously his failure to. to Handle that situation, I suppose. Now you, that's a whole different kettle of fish. You don't need to get into if, that. If Harden, if Harden doesn't get hurt last season, right? As, are they just are they champions? You know, like oh yeah, yeah, could probably, be. Right? We yeah. don't know. And I guess that for me now, going forward with Philly, that's probably that's the only thing I can really point to. That and I mean, we were sort of half joking about it before we started recording, Jake. But Doc Rivers as well in the playoffs, like that, <gasps> it's hard. It's hard to fight. You, you really sort of. You're trying to pick it at, at things now with them because it's it's like obviously if if there's some injury issues with either of those guys, that that's going to be a factor. But aside from that, like it's it's difficult, right? They're, they're pretty good. It's really difficult. And Tobias <laughs> Harris gets to play clear third option now, third. which is like his... I, I, yeah, he might even be fourth, man. Third or fourth, fourth. like Maxi's kind of rolling. Oh, Maxi is fucking third. He's <clears throat> but awesome. this is what I mean. Like if Tobias Harris is fourth option. He's going to be so comfortable with that, and he's good in that role. We know he is. He's not worth what the money he's being paid, but he's not a bad player. Yeah. I. This may be a good transition. I just don't think someone who has to play Tobias Harris 30 minutes a game can win a title. Well, I, I don't think it matters if you're going yeah. to be an Arden. I just sometimes I watch him, and he just does the dumbest shit. <laughs> Like, dumb as shit, scared to take threes, dumb fouls. He's not a good defender for his size. Um, yeah, I, I think that... He, and then with the sixes, you have to play at least one, to, depending on how you value these guys defensively. Harris, Harden, Maxi are playing, and... Harden's a negative defender. Tobias, bad defender as a power forward. And Maxi, we'll see in the playoffs. But you've got Tybal, and he clears up yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, that's one guy, man. But he'll play 30 minutes, 35 minutes a game in the playoffs. But, th- but then at the same time, you get the... I, I don't understand why he cannot shoot in the NBA, but he can in FIBA. But <laughs> you just don't guard him. And he, yeah, no. he was able to get free as a cutter against the Knicks, but like a team that's paying attention, it's not going to just like let him walk under the basket and get free buckets. So they're just, they're not perfect still. Like their no, closing five has, has issues. They're not perfect. I just, I'm, I'm definitely molding into Beatty's way of thinking here where I'm just like, if you've got Embiid playing this well and he's this dominant and James Harden's the one feeding him, then what does it matter? Like no yeah. one's going to be able to throw and anything I mean, in front of that. Embiid is a depoy candidate if he's fit and firing as well. So it doesn't really like he's going to clean up a lot. Like it's yeah, I, I think that I think they're okay, man. I, I think they're fine. I think oh no, no they're fine. They're going to okay. be they're going to be right there. I think 
they, they've really pushed themselves into that top tier conversation now in the East, which they I don't think they were before this trade. So, all right, let's let's do it then. All right, who wants to be the one? Well, we'll go through that person's ranking and we'll discuss the Sixers <laughs> in relativeness. Um, where do you have the Sixers in your East hierarchy? I, 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 I think Sixers, Milwaukee, and and you know, laugh, but Brooklyn. I think that's the top three, and that's that's fine. After that, that's it's it's kind of a free for all. There's a bunch of teams who are all pretty good, but so you think wait, so said it the, again. You said Sixers, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. I don't think any particular order. I think it's just those three teams. Yeah. Okay. I, I reckon Milwaukee, Philly, Celtics in that order. So you're out on the nets. This is the thing, though, with the, with the East man. I think I think there's six true Eastern contenders. Sorry, Cavs fans. I just don't think you've got the <laughs> got it. And fun, it, that's just oh, super fun season. And now look, you've gotten yourselves to this awesome point. But just a lot of like, you're not going. What is Mobley and Garland first time in the playoffs? I just don't, don't really but see it. In saying that, Atlanta taught me last year don't discount that team because you just don't know no yeah, yeah you don't but, the, but Mo, like Mobley's a tr- like a legitimate rookie um garland's not a, a nearly as dominant as trey young can be so far um but uh, but you agree right there's there's six teams yes. it's heat bulls sixes bucks celtics nets and okay so you've got the sixes in that top tier of the east yeah, Both I've, of you, it I've, sounds like. I reckon I've actually yeah. got it. Like the the initial three I just said, then Milwaukee, mm. Philly, and then the Celtics. That's probably my yeah. top tier of contendership yeah. in the East. And then the tier below that is the Nets, Bulls, and Heat. What was the other one? And Heat. Yeah. So both. So heat. neither of you have the Heat in that top tier. No. Only. This is funny. All three of us are in the, feel the same about the Heat, but it's we're it's, we're very much in the minority of the. I, I watched yeah, the yeah, Heat on the weekend, but I just think there's more talent on the other teams and in the playoffs, I'm, I'm going to take the talent every time. That's, yeah, that's, I agree. Yeah. But they just... I, the Heat will get, be good. Like, they will be good and they'll be really tough against any team they play. But if if Bam is stuck guarding Embiid or Giannis, it's not going to go well for him. But, bro, it's shaping up. The Heat are going to get the Nets in round one. And it's like, I'm taking fucking Kevin Durant and, you know... Yeah, well, like, that, what is, that's what, your point, yeah. What's Miami going to do with that? And Miami's half-court offense, I just, I don't know, man. Jimmy's been very up and down offensively. I'm going to pull up his numbers here. Um, Bam, Bam's been incredible. Yeah, Bam is In incredible. Fact, um, but there's just no elite, um, elite half-court creator. I guess. Well, there's there's Kyle Lowry. Like, there's Tyler Hero can break people down. Jimmy Butler can break people down. It's by committee. They've, they've got a whole heap of looks on it's, this team. It's definitely by committee, right? And yeah. I, I think that even if you only want to look back two seasons ago, they made the they made the finals, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I think that the East, the landscape in the East was just completely different only two years ago. And they were the best of the East, and I think the rest of the East was comparatively weak. And it was just yeah. because yeah. they were the most competent of, of that weak bunch that they because they're in the bubble. Far. Well, you can talk about bubble or, or not, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But like, it's it's more that obviously there's a lot more depth now 
There's, we, I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Chicago, right? For God's sake, like it's. I, <laughs> this is a team that's not been in playoff reckoning for for years. I mean, Cleveland as well. Like it's, yeah. it's. I mean, Milwaukee in the time since it's obviously they won a championship last year. Everyone kind of takes them seriously now. So it's, and then that's without touching on some of these other sort of fringe teams like Atlanta or Toronto or you know. So it's the, the East is just a it's it's a logjam this year, and and there's there's more talent. There's like see. There's a couple teams I struggle to see winning three series in a row to get to the finals, but at the same time, all of those teams I can see winning any of those series. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the Heat yeah. could beat any of these teams, yeah. but I'm not sure I see them being a team that can win three in a row. Same with the Bulls, the Bucks on the other hand, and the Nets. Those are the two. And I'm, I know I'm not a haven't been a big Nets. Supporter, but watching what Kyrie did to the Bucks earlier in the week, oh, yeah. where where he's playing like half of these games in and out, whatever it is, and then he drops thirty eight and gets a win on the road. Was he on the road? I'm pretty sure it was on the road. Yeah, it was. Has to be on the road, right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, of course. On the road, <laughs> down ten, got the the Nets going a thirteen to four run, close it out, and I. It's almost like anything you get from Ben Simmons is a bonus. Yeah. Like, mm. assuming the mandate, it does feel like it's going to work itself out. But yeah. I'm just, I'm using that logic. So Kyrie and KD, man, like, it's 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 the LeBron, um, Cavs Kyrie formula where KD's doing everything, but then Kyrie can just explode for forty in two quarters essentially. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that the Celtics won't be able to match up with them in the first round because. That's that's the one team you don't want to see. There's no, no you cannot tell me you want to see any, like the Nets more than any other team. I don't believe you want to see KD more than you want to see him beaten hard. And I, just, if, I don't buy if, it. If you're one of these top seeds, yeah, absolutely yeah. agree. Fuck that. If you're the Bulls or the Sixers yeah. or the Heat, you're going to play the Nets in round one. Yeah, I'm I'm not at all confident in the Bulls. They're going to yeah. get bounced first round unless they get the the Cavs or yeah, the Raptors. On the, uh, even then, that's going to be tricky. No, they'll beat the Raptors. The Raptors are, are a regular season team. They're, yeah, they should do. But like, I, that's as far as they're getting. Like, they're not beating any of these serious, serious teams over seven games. You know, not this you year. Think, not this year. You know, see, I, I disagree. I think the Bulls can beat any of these guys in a one series. But can they do it two or three in a row? That's a team I don't I, put in that. I bucket. reckon they could beat any of these guys in a game. But over mm. seven games, they just don't have that consistency yet. Like, they can't... What, what if they're just relying on DeMar DeRozan miracles every single night? Like, which they are a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. but, I mean, you can say that for half of these teams, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's... I mean, we, we touched on it earlier. I don't think Doc is going to be some... He's not going to be sprinkling magic coaching dust. It's just going to be by sheer will of Embiid and Harden yeah. that the Sixers are going to win games, right? But that's exactly yeah, so what I mean. Like, the sheer will of... Harden and Embiid. Well, like, yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone on the Bulls has that much sheer will, you know. See, I actually kind of I think the Sixers' weakness is going to be perimeter defense as a whole, and the Bulls, and this is assuming health from Caruso and Lonzo. Mm. You put Thibault on one of DeRozan and Levine, but there's no one else to cover the other one, and then Lon- I, I think it's going to be really tough for them to contain elite perimeter attacks. So if you're the Sixers, I think that they bet they bet the over. 
you're going to be seeing oh, yeah. free throws, time stopped, and them getting scored on on the other end um, by Bulls, Celtics, and Raptors that have, I mean, Nets, sorry, that have players like KD, Kyrie, Tatum, Jalen, Levine, and DeRozan that have at least a secondary perimeter scorer that can really damage the Sixers. I'm not sure I'm saying they'll win, but I think they match up well enough from that perspective that they can still win the series. I, it's bloodbath, man. Definitely. Bloodbath. Definitely. Like, it, it's it's hectic out there. That's why I'm, with, I'm kind of falling into this idea that the biggest, best guy is going to win because, like, if everyone's that even, it's going to come down mm. to little things like MB just being unstoppable. Like, yeah. uh, I really do think that's what it'll come down to. Before this trade, I was all in. Bucks are going to make it through. No one's going to change my mind. This is the first thing all season that's making me second-guess myself. Man, it does kind of sound like the Celtics are almost the work, like the, their kryptonite in a way yeah. because who's the team that can slow down and be the best? It's probably the Celtics or is it the Heat with Bam? No, I don't think it's Bam because... I love as- Bam. As much like, as he's awesome, when he gets matchups against these like, tough. really big guys, he's not big enough. He's yeah. Bam's almost yeah. like a a big wing in a center. Yeah, bro, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, but but I still back the Heat plus Spolstra. I mean, Betty had a cult, a coaching philosophical discussion before you hopped on, Josh, about whether or not coaches matter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Spolstra is a coach that matters. Yeah, he's the sure. best coach we've had in the league for a while now. I kind of trust Bam plus Jimmy and Kyle to really give the Sixers trouble. Even if they don't have a singular guy that can hang with Embiid, I still don't think he's perfect when he's getting double teams and kicking out, things of that nature. So, um, No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But definitely, these, these real chippy teams, that's what's going to get it done. Yeah. I, uh, the other thing with Embiid is uh, like, and again, two two game sample size, but it, it could also be a different kind of a beast this year because he's going to have yeah. more space, and mm. you can put you you don't have to sort of necessarily play pick and roll or put him outside anymore. You can just put him down low and give him the ball, and at that yeah. point, it's just like who, no one's stopping him. He, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have twenty plus free throws in a game, and he's gonna have fifty points. He's gonna average fifty points in a in a series. Like that's. At that point, it's just like, well, you know, I don't know what you do then. I am interested to see how the free throw stuff plays out in the playoffs because it always tightens up. And I just wonder, you got two guys that are fucking free throw merchants. It drives me crazy, man. It drives me crazy. The Embiid free throw stuff and the Harden free throw stuff separately. Now that they're on the same team, man. And, and of course, I, like if... <laughs> This is going to be so divisive. I've already been diving into Sixers Twitter, seeing like the, yeah, people are just fucking mad because the it's, you know, the memes about, oh, free throws made you cry. It's going to be just never ending. It's going to go on for months now. And I get it. I mean, it's Embiid's like, the hardest cover in the league. Like it's not, it's, it's, that's as simple as it is. And it's like a, like he gets he a soft whistle. He gets a soft whistle. Uh, I don't think he. Do- I think there's right, calls against him that he doesn't get because of he's course. so big. That, that so this is what I mean. Like it's uh, it's a soft whistle. They're going to shoot a fuck ton of free throws. They already have, and, and like you just have to live with it. That's that's what it is. You can't. There's no point. I don't think it's soft whistle stuff. I think it's. I think I am always more team the other way, and that 
like it, it's just it must be so hard to officiate these guys because like I mean you, you can hack them and and still not really have any impact against them because they're so big. Like it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's so fucked how big he is yeah. and how good he is. And that and that's the thing with the the free throws. He's the first ever big man that's this dominant to be this good at free throws. Also good at shooting free throws. Yeah. He's he's 80%, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like could you imagine if Shaq could do that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if Embiid had gotten going, you know, a few years earlier without the injury stuff, he'd be entering that that conversation. It'd be really hard to displace Shaq. I almost kind of want to displace Shaq with Embiid because he kind of annoys me with with the error stuff. He was on um, TNT today with the Celtics Hawks game, and at halftime, he's like, "I didn't even know who Robert Williams was. He's playing great." It's like, come on, man. Got to know Come on, yeah. come on, man! No, that's that's Sha- Shaq's stick. Like, oh, nothing matters nowadays because it's not my era. Yeah, I don't know. And this is me, you know, talking about Sixers players wanting to be wanting to get some props. And it's not usually how I roll, but um, it's going to be frustrating to watch, though. Oh, what absolutely! They, yeah, there was I think there was seventy free throws in the Knicks uh, Sixers game, and obviously the Knicks got a lot of those too, but. They had 25. Quite a lot. Yeah, they had 25 first half free throws against the Timberwolves the Sixers did. Shit, like the average is 20 per game for yeah. a team. Or the, or the most for, tw- for a team is 20 per game. So, uh, And I mean, so, yeah, in the playoffs as well, right? Like that's, I mean, teams are going to have to manage their rotations if dudes are in foul trouble because that's, you're going to be going deeper into your bench than you probably would like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, who another, has deep another front reason? Courts? Another reason why this, this team is going to be impossible yeah. to deal with because yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to have so, to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, it sounds like none of us has it have anyone that we're super confident in from the East that's going to win. Um, I messaged the group yesterday that I'm, I'm wavering a little bit. I've been a big Bucks guy going back to before the last playoffs run. And I tweeted this I after they lost that Nets game to the Kyrie-led Nets. They had Middleton, they had Drew, they had Giannis, Portis, all of which had really good games, and they lost. I keep waiting for them to get into fucking gear. It's not there yet. It hasn't happened. Beatty touched on this earlier in the app, but Brooke Lopez has been out all season and in our chat. Again, Beatty was mentioning how a lot of their defense last year that was so lethal was the drop coverage that Brooke Lopez was playing from center. And they don't have anyone that can do that now. Like, Bobby Portis might be a big ball of energy, but I told you guys before the Bulls traded him there that I didn't think he'd do well at all. He's a very chaotic player. Like, there's no steadiness about him whatsoever. He's That's that's why he was so useful for the Bucks last year because they were this steady team that needed a bit of chaotic energy to break teams down but like that's a big problem that rim is going to be wide open if they got a team like philly without having a brook lopez there then how the hell are they meant to stop that i really undervalued brook lopez in general i guess yeah um yeah I i didn't think it would matter especially in the regular season obviously Come playoff time, you want as much versatility as possible, and he really gave them the ability to play big. 
Mm. And against someone like the Sixers, they're going to really miss a seven-foot dude that can play good defense. That so, can shoot. Like, oh, yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, yeah. Offensively, he gives them that element too. But just defensively, the, that's the, been the... size on defense is yeah, the big thing. And that's been the thing with the Bucks that has just not been there. Yeah, like, I mean, you're now you're, you're, you're almost essentially playing Giannis as, as rim protector rather than that sort of <laughs> free safety role where he has excelled the last few yeah. years, right? Yeah. yeah like, so on the, do you want to guess where they are on the year? Defensive, defensive, defensive rating? Yeah. Mid, I'd say mid-pack between, yeah. I don't know, 10 and 20, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. 13th. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is that's, Giannis was defensive player of the year last year, right? No, no two years ago. Yeah, go bear, yeah. Was, um, oh, he was in the running. Um, and then last 15 games, the, where are they? The Bucks are 24th in defense. Mm. Like, it's just not It's just not there. Well, that's what, like, if you got Grayson Allen trying to break people's legs and, you know, Bobby Portis running around, not really sure where he is on the court, that the defense is going to get tanked. Like, it's, it's a different proposition as much as those three superstars are still there on the court what made them special was these rotational or should i say role players on the team fit those three so so perfectly and the role players currently just don't fit them the same we hoped that uh, ibaka would be a good brook lopez fill-in for at least a little bit but um i don't know what it what's going on with ibaka he doesn't really seem he seems oh. like he was recovering from like back surgery or whatever. Yeah, it was. he's he's having one of those quiet years. He t- tends to do that. I I mean, ultimately, I'm I'm not too concerned. I, I think mm. if, if Lopez is back by playoffs, yeah, it should which, be fine. Which is is he, what if he's I, not though? It doesn't sound like I don't know. Yeah, it's been weird that not much has sort of yeah. came out. But either way, like I'm just kind of back in Giannis here, right? I'm yeah. back in Drew, and I'm back in Chris Middleton, and even yeah. Chris. I, I feel like Chris is sort of had a not an awesome year by his standards yeah. but like i mean these guys have done it now they got the runs on the board and i'm going to give yeah. them the benefit of the doubt yeah i'm yeah, still look, there they still and yeah you you saw the level that Giannis can go to last season you're not going to be wanting to bet against them yeah no. in in any series so i i mean if anything though i think that's the interesting thing with the ace this year is that i, I don't necessarily have them above Brooklyn or Philly or you know any yeah. of these teams, it's just sort of like they're all kind of there. It's 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 pretty open in that sense. Oh yeah, I think I think that's the takeaway yeah. is that it would not shock me if any of those six teams made the play, made the finals. And it's I mean I don't need to get into this rant about the regular season again. I think, <laughs> I think you can look at the West right, and obviously Phoenix have been this dominant force. Yeah, but like I mean I don't think it's it's given that they're going to be in the finals right. No, not at all. Yeah. Like, the Warriors are still there. They haven't had full health. The Warriors have been bad all of 2022 for their standards. They've had, as far as a finals contender, yes. Yeah. Just just like the Bucks haven't had Brook Lopez, they haven't had Draymond all 2022. And, like, you can't, you just can't judge him without him because it's it's not the same. It's not, they're not contenders if he's not there. Well, like, they are because they got Steph Curry, but, like, you know what I mean? Well, you know know who's going to make the finals? From the best, Nikola Jokic. Oh, I've got. <laughs> Do not half, rule that out. Half of these teams are my team, so I, I can't yeah. really lose. Yeah, like it's, it's <laughs> but one of these teams is not really your teams. 
Char Morant. Yeah, I'm not a Memphis. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's my corner. Let's. I had my. I got. I got my Celtics shirt on. Char Morant jersey's in the bedroom. Where it belongs. These, these, the, the, the Grizzlies are half a game out of the two seed. The Grizzlies have been unreal, fellas. I tried to warn you before the season started. I did. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, I did. whoa. Let's go back here. Oh, shit. Let's, take, let's, let's check the tape. <laughs> let's check the tape here. I think we all went over. We all went over. Yeah. Yeah. There was 41. I but, had them but, seventh. So you said you had them the highest just. So yeah, you had seven, yeah. I had eight, <laughs> yeah. they had nine. And we all had them as first round exits. Bunch of idiots. Bunch of idiots. We didn't realize that Jar was going to be the MVP. Yeah, that's He's one thing. jumping through the ceiling, putting 50 points a game on the board, assists, blocks. Like, it's nuts. Obviously, the comparison here is MVP Derek Rose just yeah. because no one – can do these things except MVP Derrick Rose at that human size. Pretty nice. So, I mean, AI is, is another guy, right? I was going to say, he, like, didn't, oh. he didn't jump out of the sky like this. Oh, he was, he was different. super athletic. Like, it's a different kind of athleticism, but... But it was bouncy. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's... And who, I mean, he, he, he yeah. dragged a team to the finals that's further than where Rose went. Like, yeah, yeah. True. But like, he got this, injured, though. Yeah, last, you know, the last five years, who's the, who's the last guy that was just pop out of your TV like this, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there is one. It's because right. I saw on, like someone asked that on, on Facebook, I think, and I think Steph's the most recent one, like that 2015-16 season where it's just yeah. like every, every night it's a Twitter explosion of highlights. And it's, it's a different, obviously. It's different, obviously. A three-point shot is a different kind of. The other one, I mean, it's Zion in a Duke uniform would be yep. the other one, right? Like yep. that's, yeah. But yeah, but regardless of it's three points, it's just something where you, it just makes you shake your head and yeah. be like, "How? Well, yeah, how?" And and the game yesterday was just the the, the cherry on top of the Memphis fried chicken Sunday, <laughs> and um, fifty two points. I think Yucca Pertle, um We got to organize the funeral. <laughs> it's. He didn't play the next game. I think he's out. Yeah, that's that's it. He's he's he's, he's got hamstring tightness. He's on the James we, Harden program now. We might, not, we might not ever see him again. This could yeah. be good for Jock Landau. He might get some more minutes. <laughs> Same half. Stephen Adams gets props for this. Well, full court baseline buzzer beater. One point two seconds to go into halftime. John Morant catches it mid air, turns three pointer, bang to go into half court. Jogs into the, into the locker room. 52 points, like what? Incredible. Incredible. But, and but, the, it's, the Grizzlies aren't all just him either. Like Jaron no. Jackson Jr. has got five blocks a game for the past month or something like he's that. Still, he's still inconsistent though. He's, he's, he he's is, had some but really like, great moments, but... The, yeah. the potential of him is just frightening. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't. I think they're just a really good team, man. Like it was. It, yeah, it's, it's more well the fact that what well, I think Jar missed like ten or twelve games or something, mm. and they didn't really skip a beat. They actually still looked really good and won a, a heap of games. So, I think that's probably the encouraging sign that they're just yeah. all of their guys are, are kind of good. They're all good. Grit, grit and grind never died. Uh, it's a bit, a bit, a bit yeah. flashier these days, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, they're, Fla- they're flashier, grit. but this is still grit and grind. It's grit, grind, and fly now. Yeah, yeah, like, and fly it, something. It's, yeah, it's it's grindy showtime, grimy yeah, yeah. showtime. It's it's special. I, yeah. I'm going to um, America in April, as you guys know, and 
fingers crossed, going to see a bunch of basketball. And mm. the more the season goes on, I kind of might have time for like one random detour. The more and more as the season goes on, I'm like, how am I not going to go watch <laughs> watch Memphis versus the Warriors in round two? Yeah, that'd be hectic. Come on. Do that. Yeah, yeah do that. Do that. So, yeah. but uh, the reason I was saying, but we're talking MVP. Yeah. I feels the it not just feels the the buzz, the media, the narratives. It's very Derek Rose. Very Derek Rose. Ha- he's definitely entered the MVP conversation. There's no doubt about it. I'm a check sports bet right now. Um, but what's your guys's MVP right now? Because like, he's in there, but um, oh. he is fifth right now in betting odds. It's really tough, man. Like you could say Jar a hundred percent. Like if he gets him up to the second seed, it's pretty hard to knock that as a yeah. case. You could say Jar. You could say Jokic for being just flat out the most incredible player I've ever seen. You could say Demar Derozan for this ridiculous Michael Jordan esque tear for the Bulls, or you Whoa. could say. Well, it is, man. My, I think literally the stats he put up, Michael Jordan never did. So yeah, but it's pretty yeah. nuts. Anyway, anyway yeah, yeah, regular yeah. season. It's not not proper. <laughs> but um, or you could have Embiid, who's anchored a Ben Simmonsless Philly for the entire season and made him look great, regardless. This is a classic question of who is going to win versus. Who, who yeah? Who should you win? have as MVP? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Jar's going to win. Jokic should be the MVP. No. 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 Embiid's going to win. Oh. Okay. No, Embiid's definitely going to win. He's the he's like the heavy favorite now in sports bet. Like dollar dollar ninety one. Jokic at four twenty. Giannis at six dollars. Demar at eleven. And Jar at twelve. Twelve dollars for Jar. Yeah. Um. I hopped, actually hopped on Embiid yesterday before it dropped because I bet Giannis preseason and this is. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get high enough. The Sixers are gonna get the two seed. The Bulls have a really rough schedule. Yeah. The Sixers are gonna tear through the regular season now with Harden. They're gonna get to two, maybe even one. I think he's gonna win. He was already right there. Um. And I don't think that's a problem at all. Like he he's probably a top. He's a top ten defender in the league this year. No doubt. And that's that's one part of it. Um. And he's, he's what is he second in the league in scoring right now? And he did that a lot of the year with like a pretty. Oh, he's first in the league in scoring right now, and with a pretty mediocre supporting cast. You know, we all love Seth Curry, we all love Thibault. Maxi's been a yeah. revelation, but it's not. There's no. There was no second star on that team. He was just no, carrying. In that sense, you're 100 percent right. Like I've got. If, if Embiid won it, I've got no argument against it. Like, yeah. if he's the MVP, he's the MVP. Uh, good win, you know? Yeah. I just, uh, if I if we do hearken back to that Derrick Rose MVP, even, like, where it's at right now is reminiscent of that. If I remember right, the Bulls that season went on, like, a really strong start to the year that people weren't quite expecting and they mm. were racing up the standings and everyone was like, wow, look at this. Derek Rose is pretty amazing, all this kind of stuff. Then he got injured and he couldn't play for 15, 20 games and they started losing all of a sudden, heaps and heaps of games, illustrating his you know value to the value. team. And then he came yeah. back after the All-Star break 
and they shot up the standings and they went on this crazy tear and he was untouchable, much like Jar is right now, like going off for 30, 40 points, 15 assists. You just, unbelievable stuff. And the media just avalanched into this story that like you couldn't stop the train by that point. Derek Rose would have to win. But I reckon if we went back to this date that year, he wasn't the favorite or even in the top three or so at this point of the season. Well, he shouldn't have won in the first place. It should have. No, he shouldn't. Have. It should have been. It should have been. Le- it should have been LeBron. But that's the point. You're right. That all three of those guys had phenomenal seasons, and I, I don't. You know, you, you, you're really just getting into an argument about it at that point. You mean Lacoste yeah. James? You, you're starting to talk about narrative, and you're starting to talk like I, I think at that point, if you want to go back to the comparison, I mean, LeBron had won like how many? Yeah. Like, I think he won all yeah. of his by that point. I don't think he's won one again since. Well, it was, so, it was his first season in the Heat, so the media was not behind LeBron that year. Yeah. Mm. So, I, you know, I don't think there's any sort of fatigue for, for Nikola Jokic coming off his first win, right? But it, it's more, I, I, I agree with Jake, I think Philly's going to finish the season red hot. They, if they're yeah. the two seed in the East or possibly the one and Joel Embiid is healthy and, and plays the majority of those games, I, I think he's going to win. I think he's the guy, and I think he rightly deserves it if that's the case, yeah. Yeah, no, right there with you, deservedly so. I, again, no qualms. I, 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 just, the, I can see how the media could could turn this if Jar keeps going. The thing that kind of is exciting, though, is the fact that I, I do, I think for the first year in a while, is a genuine, like, you can make the case for Moran, yeah. and, and you can't really dismiss it in a way, like, there's no obvious holes, like, it's just more, who do you like better at that point, right? Or even the other guys we mentioned before, yeah, exactly, like Jokic yeah. or DeRozan, they, they've I all mean, got the Jokic one. The Jokic one's tough because Denver Denver's record is is that's what's no. going to hold him back. Like, but here's the thing: like Denver's record is actually pretty good, and he like, has had nothing to work with. Like right now, Denver's record is thirty six and twenty five, and the Sixers are thirty seven and twenty three. It's almost yeah, the same. Yeah, and I, I honestly. I only just realized that yesterday. So the East is bad is what we're saying. No, no, it is the the West drops off a cliff after that. After that, yeah. Because the the oh not a cliff, but yeah, then it gets it gets just it's starting to get lower. Dodgy. Yeah. Um but but Jokic is dragging the Oh bro, dragging. I love I love Jokic. Like I, I, I think we're all very pro Jokic. And oh, I, of course, oh, yeah. of course. That, yeah, drag is the word because the rest of that roster is they're missing <laughs> like their two, three, fourth best guys for much yeah. of the year. So. Like I said, you know, Embiid's dragging not an awesome team, but Jokic yeah. is pulling like yeah. Monty parts. Morris and, <laughs> and fucking Austin Rivers to encroaching on home court in the in the Western Conference. Like it's it, <laughs> he's two games. Two games at a home court in the West. Yeah. And that's yeah. like, if he dragged this Come team on. to a home court playoff berth, that is astounding. Astounding. They've won six in a row. They've won six in a row and you never fucking know because he's just putting up 25. He'll have a 19 assists and a 14 rebound game and he just goes home and I, that's, um, that's it. Regardless though, right? Say Embiid wins this year. The last two MVPs have been set yeah. And it's like, it feels good, man. It feels good to we've, have we've some big boys back this. in the league. Yeah. We've chatted about this, and it's definitely swung back. You talk about Embiid, yeah. you talk about Jokic, the Bucks play big, the Cavs play big, the Celtics well, play Al Horford and Robert Williams together. It evolved. You need a, 
the big position needs skills now. Oh, you can't it's just more if you have a talented big, you're going to beat everything else. That's that's yeah. what it is. That's and yeah. like, they're, they're we, so hard we, to get, but when you get one, oh yeah, God, we we nice. still can't go back to the Roy Hibbert days. Like we've no, we've, you got to be able to do stuff. We've changed. Yeah, you got to be able to do stuff. But yes, if you can do stuff, you can also be big now. No, yeah, but dude, the level of skill that Joel and Jokic have is so yeah. mind-boggling. Mm. Like Embiid has just the 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 pull the pull-up mid-range thing yeah. that he's got unlocked now. He's like a seven-foot-two DeMar DeRozan. And kind of like that dude, but he only started playing basketball when he was like <laughs> sort of teenager already. Yeah. It's crazy. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And to that point, like if. Jokic played a game of basketball with a blindfold on. I still feel like he'd dominate. He just feels it. Like he's yeah. a magician. Wait, yeah, Jok- you said Jokic, right? Yes, yes. He doesn't. He, he, I think he might be sixth man of the year if he was wearing a blindfold. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Did you see that pass he had against who was it? Wasn't the yeah. cross court like not looking not, at looking yeah. at the wing, <laughs> yeah. bang! But come on, yeah. yeah. What are these guys stuff. doing? What are these guys doing? Anyway, fellas, that's probably a good place for us to finish up on. I don't really have anything more to chat about unless you got any nah, closing I'm thoughts. I'm good. We answered no questions, but it felt good. <laughs> I, I, I worked things R. out. R.I.P. Lakers. I think that's, the, oh, that's, man. that's it. Yeah. We're, we're saving that. We'll do. We'll, we'll, yeah. That's going to be like... We could do a, a whole pot on that. Michael Jackson level obituary kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you've been tuned into Back to a Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here as always with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until next week, peace.